All right, and we're live. Same channel, new time. And I gotta tell you, I really enjoy doing shows around this time. I got a lot more energy, way more awake. Doing too many evening shows does not work for me. So hope you guys uh, enjoy the broadcast a little bit more as I certainly will be anyway. Uh, do me solid as you're arriving, just uh, hit the thumbs up for the algos, do all the, you know, the things. And uh, let's let's kick it off. Let's kick it right off into the stratosphere. So I got a few notes over here in the description. Uh, we'll be taking some call-ins today, uh, as usual. Probably going to run this for ninety minutes, and um, you know, hopefully, we can keep it tight and get through everything that we need to, and answer a few of you guys' questions as they come in. I've seen a lot of dudes uh, behaving like children lately. Um, it's not even lately. Maybe it's you know, it's been going on for a while. If I'm being honest. It's just lately it's been grinding my gears. It's It's been getting burdensome. Um, a lot of guys will call in and ask a lot of the questions that, I mean, I've dealt with so many times over and over again. And I understand there's a lot of new viewers and new guys, you know, to the content in my book and all that sort of stuff. And they want to sort of reach out and get some clarity and that's cool. But, you know, I probably spend more time on X now as a social media platform as Twitter, formerly Twitter, Elon's platform. And... I just like it. It's, there's better, you know, there's better controls. There's better, uh, you know, ability to, to say and do what you want to say. You don't really have to water down your conversation much. So if you're not following me on Twitter X do, it's just uh, rich underscore Cooper over there. You can find me pretty easily. It's not difficult, but there's a lot of guys on there that are complaining about the world women. A lot of the times too, you know, I see a lot of guys, um, cause I follow, pretty broad spectrum of people that I find interesting. Um, and if there's something that gets some traction in the algorithms and, you know, like there's a lot of comments and engagement and stuff like that, I'll take a look at it. I notice a lot of guys are still complaining about women. Um, women are, yes, I get it. You know, women today, you work twice as hard for a woman that's half as good as your grandfather. I get it. Or your great grandfather, you know, for me, it's probably my, you know, my grandfather's uh, generation. Um, that is the reality of the world today. So what? Sun's hot, water's wet, move on with it. Okay. You kind of have to accept the world that we live in. Get good at surrendering to the reality of the world that we're in. But when I see guys drone on about women are no good, we're trying to hold them accountable, we want them to be better. Um, not be as promiscuous, be more agreeable, be more feminine, less masculine. You know, you've probably heard some of this before. I'm probably preaching to the choir. And then you always take a look at their, you know, their profiles and their bios, and there's nothing there. It's an avatar. It's some fucking cartoon. It's some, I don't know, character that they create with Photoshop or they've ripped off the internet or it's Machiavelli or Schopenhauer or something like that. You know, they, they just take these um, uh, placeholders and they hold up to the public that that's who they are or what they're about. None of them will hold out personally who they are. They're more anon. And there's a need from time to time to be anon, I get it. But I think if you're going to want to stand up and make a statement and hold others accountable and to standards, you need to be able to do the same thing for yourself. 
you to be honest about it, right? I don't believe that the that the vast majority of these guys that I see online, I see some in real life too, but more, you know, in the realm of social medias, you know, if you will. And you see them on social media accounts and TikToks and YouTube and all that sort of stuff. They're all over the place. <clears throat> if you're walking around pointing at others saying, why aren't you being better? But you're not better yourself. You're still a child. You know, if you give a, a kid some kind of responsibility, like, you know, let's use, um, it's winter here, so let's use ski racing, you know. There's a helmet, there's a face guard, you know, there's a bar that goes on the face guard. Make sure you wear it when you're skiing, you know, with the racing team. And then they come at you with, I'm not, I'm not going to go if I have to wear that face bar because that's, uh, that's not cool or it's gay or whatever, you know. We would use it's gay when we were kids. You know, today it's like, it's not cool. I'm just not going to go skiing then. Like, I'm not going to do the racing if I have to wear this thing. It's like, you know, take your shit and go to your room and cry like a little baby is basically what they're doing. And this is what I'm seeing adult males doing. I, I'm using the term adult males, not men, because you have to define good men versus males, I think. I've always said, you know, I like to surround myself with men that are good at men, that are that are good at being men and good men. And I think a lot of these guys are trying to hold others to standards that they're not willing to lead. Like you have to lead as a guy, right? You're, you're, you're nothing. You know, you start as absolutely nothing as a guy. Uh, we all start off from the same spot. I was just uh, grabbing some photos here for um, a talk that I'm doing in a couple of weeks at my event here in Toronto. There it is. Put it up on the screen so there's a there's a visual reference for you we all start at nothing absolutely freaking nothing um there's a photograph windows tab there it is all right okay so i'm doing a talk in a couple of weeks at my event here in toronto i know some of you bought tickets looking forward to seeing you guys and having all those conversations and the dinners and all that sort of stuff um this is me as a kid I don't know how old I am here. The scar on my nose is from me wiping out on my skateboard. I was probably, I don't know, five, six, seven, let's say. You're worth nothing as a male when you're born. You end up with a bad, shitty haircut that your mom gives you. When I was a kid, they used to call me Blotus because my, my head was like, they said big. I think it was the hair, but anyway, narrow shoulders, big head, buck teeth, scar on the face, shitty haircut, right? You're worth nothing. You're absolutely worth nothing. You don't, you don't have any value as a kid. You're just there at a starting point. You're there at A and your, and your job in life is to get to Z, to make something out of yourself. The path that men take versus what women take are very, very different. They will tell men to make something out of yourself. They will tell women to preserve yourself, preserve your value. A man's value is based on him being successful, a success object. Men don't become success objects, in my estimation, or women. Beautiful women that are interested in you, that want to spend time with you, are a byproduct of you doing the work on yourself. You do the work on yourself, for yourself, 
so you can do things, have options, and level yourself up. You know, the whole Maslow's hierarchy of needs, I don't know if they still teach that in school. I really hope they do. Um, I got to check with my kid to see if, if that's something that they've covered. But it's it's true. You know, the top of the pyramid, the self-actualization, you know, being being basically the best version of yourself is the peak of male performance. Not all men will get there. Okay, I get it. Fine, no problem. But the amount of men that surrender and resign before even playing the game is astounding to me, right? We want everything else fixed before we're going to do anything to fix ourselves. And I'll tell you something, guys. Before you start asking, like I've I've had dudes call in on my shows and some of these clips, you know, that my editor puts out there go absolutely viral. Like I've had morbidly obese guys call in and be like, she doesn't, she doesn't follow my lead. She doesn't respect me. It's like, dude, you don't respect yourself. I can tell, you know, you're well overweight by the number of chins that I'm looking at. I don't even see the rest of you. And, you know, you're mad because a woman won't be respectful towards you. I mean, what do you, what do you tell a guy? Like, come on. And, you know, we're here in 2024. I've been having this conversation for years. I did a video uh, around 2018, so about six years ago. And that was on the Entrepreneurs of Car Channel. I was talking about how the West is being subjugated to a process of pussification. The feminization of the West, the pussification of the Western male, whatever the hell you want to call it, it's, it's what's been going on. And this is a, like, this is a choice for men, you know, dead fish will just go downstream, you know, with the stream. And that seems like, you know, what a lot of guys have just gotten to. They're like, eh, I'm never going to amount to anything. It's not worth it. Blah, 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 blah. But they'll watch my content, which I always find interesting. I'm going to show you guys a really interesting example here in just a moment, sort of uh, establish what I'm talking about here. All right, where are my talking points here? Watch, okay, so watch what immigrants do. The good example is not that bad. So setting aside, you know, the people that show up with their handout, give me free shit, never do anything, you know, with their lives. Let's just set those aside because I don't think, I don't think those are the, the vast majority of what shows up here in Canada anyway. I think in the States, you probably get a lot more people that just sort of like show up and they're, you know, they're hoping for free handouts. I mean, just walking across the border and getting, uh, healthcare, you know, California's talking about issuing healthcare to illegal immigration, um, which is so bizarre to me. Like there's so many people out there that want to come to North America that have something to offer, that have skills that are willing to go through due process that aren't allowed in or are delayed access. I mean, it would be easier for me if I wanted to live in the States uh, to fly down to Mexico and walk across the border and say that I'm a Mexican or a Latin American refugee. It'd be way easier for me to get status in the States than it would be to say, I'd like to apply. Uh, here's my net worth. Here's my balance sheet. Here's my bank accounts. Here's my assets. Here's my skills. You know, I'm going to be buying shit while I'm down there. I'll be buying real estate and houses and developing it, sort of stuff like that. It would be way easier for most people I think to just sort of like walk across the board and be like, my life sucks, help me out. But I think that there's some really good examples. You know, I see it all the time whenever I go out. I see these I see these people that are new to the country or their families were new to the country and they were born here. 
and they work hard, man. They work hard at what they do. They work hard at, you know, they're given tasks, their jobs, the companies that they've created, the retail outlets that they're running, you know, these mom and pop shops. I see them everywhere. And they're good men that are good at being men. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to see them in my neighborhood. What I'm not proud to see is when I drive around and I see, um, you know, these, I don't know who's doing this, man, but this new trend that I've seen over the last few weeks where you see these women that are standing at lights where cars have to stop and turn left or, you know, it's a busy intersection. You see these women standing there with these signs saying that they need money um, and that they're refugees and that they got nothing. And it's like, they look like mothers. It's my estimation that the guys in that family are dropping them off and saying, here, go beg for some money. Go make us some money on top of what's already coming in. I don't like seeing that, right? Buckle down and do what everybody else does to get what everybody else wants. It's called doing the work, something that I've been saying for like years. It's not new. You know, if you're not new to my channel, you've heard me say a million times, do the fucking work. You know, you watch these guys and they work hard and they do the work and they, you know, they go through all the steps and processes that are necessary to become a man, right? Not a male, a man. But there's still a lot of males out there today that are adults or of adult age that don't behave like adults, you know? They won't develop a masculine physique or learn combat skills. They just won't. I had this guy, he was an incel, sends me an email. I think he wanted to do a, uh, a sponsored request. So if you don't watch the Entrepreneurs in Cars channel, you should go subscribe to it. Uh, people can sponsor videos over there and ask me to respond to whatever it is that they're stuck on. Okay. And I usually end up reading, you know, whatever it is that they're stuck on. It takes 20, 25 minutes. I get feedback. Boom. I said to this guy, instead of me reading what you're writing here, why don't you come on the show and let's go back and forth? Cause this is going to take a little bit of time, right? Like when I do private consults, like I'm dealing with high net worth individuals, my rate is not cheap. It's expensive. You can book me online at richcooper.ca. You know, if you guys have the meets, so I said to this guy, why don't you come on the show and let's have a conversation about what's not working for you and go back and forth and try to figure it out. So I had him on an Unplugged Alpha show. Many of you might have seen this episode. If not, you should go back. It was about two or three months ago. And the guy's like, basically, I'm a really nice guy. He sounded like a nice guy. And women don't want anything to do with me. I just don't have any success, right, you know, with the gals. And it's like, you know, you ask him some questions. Well, what do you do for a living? Well, doesn't really do much. He's not influential. He's not captivating. He doesn't have um, a good social network, doesn't have any skills. He's way underweight. I think he was 130 pounds, five foot six or seven, six, you know, wasn't super tall, but way, way underweight, right? Like, like my chick's five foot eight, 130 pounds. You know, she's fit. She's got a little bit of muscle on her, but she's mostly you know, like a fit chick sort of thing. And it's like, dude, you weigh less than a chick. Like, why don't you go to a gym? Well, you know, I, I don't know, like maybe I will sort of thing. Why aren't you at a dojo learning combat sports? Like learn how to throw hands and fight. Well, you know, like, you know, I was talking to this other kid a couple of weeks ago. He had me as an interview on his channel. Uh, his name's Tyson Hockley. Seems like um, a good up and comer. 16 years old, right? Finds me on Twitter, says, hey man, young young man, I want to have you on my podcast, ask you some questions. Sure. No problem. Talk about a few uh, concepts and ideas. 
get to combat sports. Yeah, my mom doesn't really want me to fight because, you know, she thinks I'm going to get hurt or I'm going to break my face. It's like, this is where we are, right? Like, you know, helicopter parenting is like pussifying children to the point where they're not allowed to learn fundamental skills of life, like combat, like how to throw hands. What happens if the shit hits the fan? What are you going to fucking do, right? What are you going to do? Nothing is what you're going to do. You're going to be one of those people that are like, well, I'm afraid of guns and I never want to want my kids to learn how to fight. So I don't want them to get injured or hurt their noses. So they have to stay inside and, you know, like in a bubble, the shit hits a fan. People that have the means that have the ability to wield violence will be going around taking shit from you is what's going to happen. Nobody likes a meek man. My advice is go anyway. Fuck what your parents think. Go learn how to fight. So back to the incel. Didn't want to lift weights. Didn't want to go to the gym. Didn't want to learn how to fight. It's like, bro, how am I supposed to fucking help you if you're not willing to help yourself? You won't even do the basics. 130 pounds. I would be embarrassed to be an adult male at 130 pounds. Okay. Pocket Hercules, the guy that I've talked about before, buddy that I grew up with in my 20s and 30s, we used to live together. He was 5'5". He was about 165 pounds. Okay. I don't give a fuck. 130 pounds at 5'6", five, 5'7", five, whatever it was, is embarrassing. I would be embarrassed to be that light, to walk around. I, I remember as a teen, 14, 15, 16, like when you go through the growth spurts and you're just shooting up like a freaking rocket and, uh, you know, sometimes you wake up and you're sore because your bones have grown overnight. Like that's, you know, that's what it's like. And like weighing in at 140 pounds or something like that, I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty decent size now. I'm six foot two, 215 pounds or so. But there was a time when I was like, you know, over six foot and I was light. I was, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed. Like I used to, even in the summertime, I would wear big sweaters to try to like hide, you know, how thin I was. And I was doing push-ups, and I was doing pull-ups and I was doing the curls and I was reading like, you know, I was, I was reading about how to build muscle. I didn't want to be skinny, you know? I, I saw icons like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Conan the Barbarian. I thought to myself, that's what I want to look like. But people don't do that today. Guys are just like, yeah, you know, why don't girls like me? It's like, bro, you're 130 pounds. Girls are bigger. Than, like the average chick in North America is probably 180 pounds. Hundreds, I think, let me just look it up real quick. I think the average weight of a Western woman, it's been published somewhere. What's the average weight of a Western? I think it's 160, 180 pounds. It's fucking ridiculous. Here it is. The average woman aged 20 years and above weigh 170.8 pounds. No wonder chicks aren't looking at you. They're like outweighing you by a huge margin. Because it's hard to lift weights? Because it's hard to get punched? Yeah, it's hard. Anything worthwhile in life is going to be hard. I used to have a part-time job when I was in high school, nursery. It was a garden center. It was a pretty cool place to work out work at actually, because there was a lot of young, attractive women in cashiers and the, you know, like the garden center and the the crafts. Like there was a lot of chicks there. So it was a good place to be social. It was a good place, you know, to develop some strength and some skills because a lot of shit you had to pick up was heavy as, as hell. Like four, four cubic feet of peat moss, five foot park benches, all these things that we had to lug out from the back to customers' cars. 
and you're in the sun sweating a lot of the time, you know, in the summertime, it was actually a pretty decent job, you know, for a uh, teenager. Um, back to the part-time part, I never, my dad would never give me a ride to work. He'd be like, ride your bike, walk, I don't give a fuck, take the bus, you know, you figure it out, right? I didn't have access to a car. My younger brothers got the car when they were teenagers. I didn't get shit. So I'd be sitting at the bus stop, you know, 15 years old, okay? And I'm looking at the cars going by. And my favorite car at the time uh, was an IROC convertible. It was a Chevy Camaro. They made them from 85 to 1990 was a body style that I liked, okay? It wasn't a powerful car. Five liter, two port injected engine, maybe 200, 220 horsepower car. But they look fucking cool. I remember sitting there. Because you wouldn't see a lot of exotic cars back then. You wouldn't see Ferraris and Lambos and shit like that. This was the exotic car to a 15-year-old like me at the time. And I'm like, that seemed like so out of reach. They were probably 25, 30. You know, I, I would go home and I would look it up, right? Or I would walk into the dealer and be like, how much is this car, right? And it was like, you know, $25,000, $35,000, like somewhere in that range, you know, depending on how you loaded it. And it's like, that seems so out of reach when you're making $2.75 an hour, right? Like, how the fuck do you turn $2.75 in it? an hour to $25,000 to $35,000 so you can have the car you want. I figured it out. I figured it out because I bought the car like five, six years later, you know, when I was like 20, 21, I figured it out, right? Like this is what guys do. I've said this many, many times. You know, people ask me all the time, like what's the most important skill you got to have as an, as an entrepreneur? Yeah, the most important skill you got to have is problem solving skills. So, like solving problems that you're dealing with. And guys would rather be like, well, women are shit, so I'm not going to do anything. Uh, I'm going to just go to my room and stay there instead. Uh, fine. You know, don't call into my shows and ask stupid fucking questions though. All right. We covered masculine physique, combat sports, and my dudes that go to the gym, I, I salute you. I see you guys, you know, working out, picking up heavy shit, putting down, working on your physique, eating the calories, you know, drinking the liquids, doing everything that you need to do to put on the size and the mass and create the optics of masculinity. It's not hard. <clears throat> it really isn't. It's not difficult. It's just putting in the reps and the time. Eating good food, moving more. There's a couple of guys that I follow on social media that uh, deal with uh, fitness and health. I don't need help with fitness and health. But I'm, but I'm interested in the engagement conversations they have. And I noticed there was a few guys dialoguing back and forth about this um, peptide, semiglutide, ozempic, or whatever the hell it's called. It's that new one. Um, I bought some stock in Eli Lilly months ago on the recommendation of a friend that deals in that space. And, you know, it's done really well. But it, it's that company that basically gives you that week, weekly injection. It's a, a pen. You don't even have to know how to fucking inject. It's so basic, a retarded monkey could do it where they could just stick it in and it's like, boom, oh, they got the injection, right? Like they've like they've made it that simple. They don't even have to learn how to pull it out of a syringe and clean or backfill another syringe. They made it so simple, retarded monk, eh, okay, I got my shot, right? They, these people just want to keep eating shit, but take the shot so they can keep eating shit. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? These are the, like, this is what these guys in that space are dealing with. Like that's what their customers are. They want to keep eating shit their pizzas, their hot dogs, their frozen foods, their microwave dinners, their McDonald's drive through bullshit. They want to keep eating that and then take a shot and not be fat. It's like, this is your competition. 
this is this is the vast majority of males out there today are the people that you're generally competing with. <clears throat> All right, the next point I got here is these guys think making a million dollars is impossible. This is this is the most contentious one. This one fucking cracks me up and pisses me off the most. I've said for quite a while now, for years, I said, guys, when it comes to your finances and when it comes to money, aim to be a millionaire by the time you're 30. If you don't hit that mark, you got to do it by 40. A million dollars when I was a kid seemed like a lot of money. A million dollars today for me is like, basically 10, $15 million with inflation. Somebody can do the exact calculation on the rate. I'm a seventies kid. Do the math, put it in the chat. You tell me. A million dollars ain't a lot of fucking money today, especially in large coastal cities, New York, Toronto, LA, Miami, London, Paris, you know, any large urban city center, it's not that much money. Like the average house here in the greater Toronto area is probably somewhere in the seven hundred to eight hundred thousand dollar range. I had a two bedroom uh, glass box in the sky downtown Toronto. I got rid of it a couple of years ago. I used to rent it out, and I don't know. I paid like five fifty for it. Sold it for close to nine hundred. Like a glass box in the sky, two bedrooms, less than eight hundred square feet is fucking like eight nine hundred thousand dollars here. Okay. <laughs> Like a million dollars doesn't buy much. So when people get all worked out of shape and they're all, oh, a million dollars, rich is so... Let me show you something. Let me show you something. I got it pulled up over here. I have a folder on my computer, okay? And it's called loser emails. So whenever some loser sends me some dumb shit, I throw it in that folder. So this one ended up in loser emails. I'm just going to read it to you. It's going to be hard for you to see. Title is a bit of arrogance here, Rich. He says, you're an honest guy. I like your videos, but in return, you deserve nothing less. I just watched the video below in which you're telling people they should be aiming to be millionaires by 30 years old or 40, the latest. This is not the first one that I've gotten. I've got DMs. I've got hate mail. I've got email. I've got lots of this from these fucking dorks. By 30 or 40 the latest, seriously, he says. It seems you fell victim to your own success here, Rich. In your own words, people who make six, he didn't even spell six, it's SIG. People who make SIG figure income have to be one of six categories and each which, sorry, each of which takes time and effort to reach that. No shit, Sherlock. No shit. It all takes time and effort. It takes time and effort to build a physique. It takes time and effort to learn combat skills. I did bi-weekly sessions for one hour for about three and a half years of one-on-one -on -one boxing trainer with my training before I ever had a fight. I don't know how many hours that was. Hours upon hours, right? Two hours a week. Let's do the math here. Two times, uh, what is it? 52, 104 times three. 312 plus the half year, you're talking well over 330 hours of training before I even had a fight. There's time that has to go into mastery. You don't just learn it in fucking a month and then execute on it in a week and like, boom, I'm a millionaire. Look at me.
takes time, effort to reach that. After tax and life expenses, how much is left to be a millionaire? Complainer. Not everybody has a debt settlement business like you, where she, he can have a safety net to start being an entrepreneur without worrying about how they're going to put bread on the table. Not everyone didn't get an easy divorce like you did. Who the fuck says I had an easy divorce, bro? Did you read my motherfucking book? There was a time when I was driving down the highway where the shit was so up against me, I wanted to take off my seatbelt, floor the fucking truck, and drive into a concrete pillar on the freeway overpass to end it. I contemplated a permanent solution to a temporary problem in my life. Everybody likes to paint these fucking stories and pictures in their head to create these excuses as to why they're nothing. If they would invest some of the effort that they use to create an excuses into doing something with their lives, they'd have something to show for themselves. You have reached the point where just mere talking in a video generates dollars. Yeah, that's not how it works, bro. People think you just talk in a video and YouTube sends you money. I think over the almost 10 years I've been doing YouTube, the amount of money that it's generated amounts to about seven or 8%. I know because I do my fucking reviews with my accounts on an annual basis, like seven or 8% of what I've earned in total in that year. It's fucking peanuts. Do you understand? Just because you press the broadcast button or you have a channel or people look, oh, he's got subscribers. That doesn't mean anything. They, the value that people think YouTube generates is so insignificant. It's like, this guy thinks that I'm, that I'm rich because of, because of YouTube money. Congratulations, but that doesn't mean that you belittle everybody else that hasn't had your success. Motherfucker. Your feelings are hurt. I get it. I've had my feelings hurt too. Bullies have hurt me. Girls have hurt me. I've made some bad choices. I've hurt myself. Everything that I get out of life, I blame myself though at the end of the day because you are in your own driver's seat. There's these people that are like hope. Well, you know, I just hope or I, or I just wish or if I pray enough, it's like, again, hope is a terrible plan. It's the worst fucking plan. I just hope. If I just hope enough, if I just hope strong enough and enough times a day, then money, success, a strong physique, women are going to be throwing themselves at me. No, that's not how it works. It's, it's, it's your video is quite condescending and misleading. The part that he's talking about, which the 30 to 40 year old latest, and he has a video linked over here. I clicked it and I watched it to see where it was. It's about the three minute mark. There's a five second statement that I made because the guy is in his forties and he says his net worth is only about three or $400,000. And I say, guys aim to be a millionaire by the time you're 30 or 40 at the least. Okay. Figure that part out. And I carry on. That's all I said. And this loser which is why he ended up in my loser email folder, takes the time to write this complaint. He wants to talk to the manager, links the video, says that you're out of touch. Not everybody has YouTube money or has a success from their debt settlement business. You know, fucking hard. I, like, I, I know that some of you haven't read the book. Maybe this dork hasn't read my book. There was a point in my life, in my business, setting aside the the difficulties in getting it off the ground because the first year to two years are like the hardest parts of it figuring it out navigating it legislators come at you service providers you've got issues there's a lawsuit or two that comes up you got to knock out of the park there's always some bullshit the hardest thing for me 
was, I think it was the eight month period when I was doing the lobbying in Ontario Parliament on Bill 55. And we had to make some pivoting changes within the business. And we didn't have the cash flow. I had 23 or 24 employees. I didn't want to fire people or let anybody go because we had customers to take care of and I didn't want to overburden anybody. So I made myself from the highest paid employee in the company, which the CEO should be, to the lowest paid. I, I paid myself so fucking little. It was like the bottom of the barrel. I had to check with my account. I'm like, what's the minimum that I, that I can pay myself to still be an employee and still get the benefits um, so I can make sure that, you know, everything else is taken care of outside of the scope of the money that I've received. So I, I, I became the lowest paid employee for a long period of time. That shit's fucking hard. I've done a lot of hard things in my life, but I've never complained about them. This is probably the first time I've ever mentioned it, if I'm being honest. But people walk around with this like worldview in their head, well, I'm a loser, I'm not, I'm not getting what I want, so this guy's disconnected from reality, and I don't think he did anything, and he's just an overnight success, and he, he doesn't understand you know, the plight of the average guy. Dude, I was the average guy. I was paying rent to my parents when I was fucking 15 years old, okay? When my dad moved to England because he wanted to move the family over there, and he took three and a half years to find a job, and I was still here as a teenager, I was paying fucking rent to my mom, probably comparable to the rate that what I would have paid if I had my own place. Okay. Pretty much a good chunk of my money went to the household to take care of shit. And I still managed to buy a fucking motorcycle and I still managed to buy uh, one, two, three, three different cars. They were all shit boxes, but I still managed to buy cars so I could drive around and do things. But people, but people want to be victims, you know? Oh, you're out of touch, Rich. You have no idea how to, you know, how to talk to the common man. Dude, I was the fucking common man. The common man becomes the uncommon man by doing the fucking work. Not by bitching in somebody's email about being disconnected from reality. You're, you're arrogant. Man. What else we got here in my notes? Guys, sometimes, you know, you're like, oh, well, he's mean or he doesn't understand or he doesn't have sympathy. I don't give a flying fuck because I had to do the work. This is something that's common with any guy that comes from nothing and becomes something is they don't have sympathy for crybabies and whiners. That's me. You don't want to hear me say shit that might hurt your feelings in 2024. Be better in 2024. So I don't have to hurt your feelings again. Fuck me. The amount of laziness that I come across. Complainers is just off the chart. Using porn or other outlets as a substitute for relationships. What's her name? Amarath? Umarath? I don't fucking know. Paul, Paul Joseph wants to, you know, puts out this uh, retweet. This chick had, was bragging on social media, okay? Let me see if I can find it here. Bragging on social media that she made, I think it was $57 million. This is just a few days ago. Let me put it up put it up on the screen. This is the outlet that men are using today rather than doing the work on themselves. Rather than doing a few push-ups, you know, eating some protein, going to the gym, doing some pull-ups, throwing some hands at a bag, joining the dojo, learning how to fight. 
rather than doing that, here it is. Here it is. Check this out. This is insane. And these nerds say that I mean. This this chick is literally rubbing it in your face. Her OnlyFans, $57 million. This chick here. Imagine, pay, so, so I retweeted it. Imagine paying $50 million for something you can get for free if you weren't a freaking simp. This chick. I think if I'm not mistaken, this is the one that was made famous for having hundreds of thousands of live viewers while she was sleeping. She literally fucking put a ground mattress on the ground, ran her live stream, and just went to sleep. And there were hundreds of thousands, like the counter, I have this screenshot of it, it ended up on my Twitter. The counter showed hundreds of thousands of live viewers watching this fucking thought, collecting uh, gifts and donations from geeks that are just giving her money while while watching her sleep. Now, apparently, it's gone a step further. You know, this is the outlet that guys are now using. It's gone even further where she is not even doing the, the poses, the photography, or any of those things now. There's an AI algorithm which people can subscribe to. People, sorry, when I say people, let me apologize for a minute. That simps can subscribe to monthly and in some cases you know they pay to talk with her or they pay to talk with a bot or some shit like that and it's just ai they're not even like she's not even doing the fucking work anymore she's essentially licensed her her likeness her look created a computer generated image of it which is improved um you know looks they you know they take out the wrinkles they make the hair thicker more fuller improve the breast size the fullness the lips, the hips, narrow way, like full improvement everywhere. So she's taken her reasonable likeness, fully improved it, selling AI now, AI chatbots that dudes can talk to. Like this is the outlet. Like there's, um, there was one that I saw the other day, Replica or something like that. It's called, there's a whole bunch of these new AIs that are out there, artificial intelligences, where guys that aren't willing to do the work on themselves to go and develop a masculine physique, learn combat skills, uh, make money, do something interesting with their lives, have captivating skills, have a good social network and all those things can sign up and pay, I don't know, a small portion of their fucking paycheck to support some thought that's bragging about making $57 million. Dude, I wish I could make $57 million selling pictures of my asshole on the internet or to OnlyFans or whatever it was, but guys don't have that option. Guys have to make something out of themselves. Guys must become. They must make something out of themselves. You won't find a single guy that has sympathy for laziness. Hurt kids. Anger is a legitimate response in the face of injustice, ladies and gentlemen. Totally fine. Get mad. Get mad at me. I don't give a fuck. Get mad. Then go do something about it to fix the problem. You know, I think, I think shaming, um, you know, for my generation was normalized. They would broke shame you. Um, you know, if you're driving, if you're driving a shitty car or motorcycle and they had a better car or motorcycle, they would broke shame you. Nice car, buddy. It's cool. You know, but it's not a German car. Then you go and get a German car. 
no oh, nice car buddy it's not an italian car it's not a lambo or ferrari or a mclaren or a british uh, sports car and they kind of go from there right shaming actually works it, it it actually motivated my generation to do something with themselves right uh fat shaming works a good friend of mine at one of our retreats last year uh showed up in uh, breckenridge we we're doing some skiing and uh, you know we're in the kitchen I could see he was like out of shape. I'm like, dude, like you're shaped like a pear. He was, he was, he was talking about not being able to do certain things. And I'm like, it's because you're shaped like a pear, like you're, like you're skinny fat. And calling him skinny fat got him motivated to fix that in less than six months. What else works? Fat shaming works. Broke shaming works. Slut shaming worked. You know, um, grandmothers, great grandmothers would do it to their kids, their granddaughters for years. But shaming has been removed from the fabric of society because it, it hurts people now. It hurts his feelings. Like I said, get hurt, get mad, and then go do something about it. The only reason why you get mad when somebody calls you out and says, hey, you know, you're shaped like a pear, is because you're shaped like a pear. If somebody said to me, hey, Rich, you're shaped like a pear, I'd be like, <laughs> you might want to check the prescription on your glasses, bro. Because it doesn't bother anybody if it's not true. It only bothers you if it's true. Anyway, the use of prawn or other outlets to substitute for relationships. They don't form tribes with good men that are good at being men. That's something else I've been, I've been banging on about for ages and ages, guys. You know, I have my own community. You can learn more about it on the... I got to fucking... It's backwards here. You can learn more about it on my website. Okay. It's for killers. It's for guys that are doing something with their lives. It's for guys that are putting a dent in the universe that, that have already leveled themselves up. It's not for noobs, okay? If you're a noob, go to the gym, lift the weights, make the money, be captivating, do something interesting with your life. My group is not a starter group. It is not a 101. It's not a build a better beta. But that's what society wants. They want to build better betas, right? I want strong, virtuous men. I want men that are good men and also good at being men. I want men that aren't little pussies or bitches. Um, I want guys that are strong and virtuous and have competency skills that are useful to the group. Your network is your net worth. But guys are avoiding the opportunity to go and do any kind of work to put themselves in rooms, you know, I'll say, you know, I did a video on the entrepreneurs of cars channel. Somebody's, you know, messaged me the request of what, you know, what, what would you do with $5,000? How would you invest $5,000? I've got $5,000 rich. What do I do with it? What do you think I should do to invest with it? And you'd be surprised at the comments and reaction to that video. Cause I'm, cause I'm saying things like invest in yourself. If your professional interests are dentistry, if your professional interests are entrepreneurship, if your professional interests are being an arborist, I don't care, whatever it happens to be, whatever is it that you, know, you want to be world-class at, then spend time and money on developing yourself and those skills so that you can become a weapon in your own life and make some serious money and have impact and develop a strong network. And aren't guys complaining, oh, you just want to sell your courses. You just want to... Uh, 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 uh. So when did I even say any of that in the video? But they, they, they will automatically regulate themselves to, I'm a victim, bald man with beard, bad. Let's say bad things. 
Like I said, get mad. If I say something that pisses you off, good. Good. Get mad. Get mad at me. I've never had a single motherfucker come up to me in public and say, I'm mad at you. Let's fight. Not one. They all appreciate me. They all want to shake my hand. Hey, you know, can I get my book signed out? You know, bring it by next time sort of thing. Those guys do the work. I've seen the haters though, you know. I was on a rally in the summertime and I was, uh, you know, we stopped to get gas and there was a Wendy's and we sit, you know, we're sitting in the Wendy's. We get a bite to eat, you know, me and the boys put a couple tables together. There's about eight or nine of us. And I look across the Wendy's and there's some dude there and he's just fucking staring at me. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy's problem? Like, take a picture, bro. It'll last long. He's just staring at me. He's like looking at his phone and he's staring at me. And he's like, out of shape. He's big, you know, he's overweight for sure. He's got bad skin, acne everywhere. Early, you know, early 20s, bad haircut, neck beard, sort of shame, patchy and shit like that. And it didn't dawn on me to afterwards, you know, I was driving back. I'm like, that guy was a hater. He was one of the haters. That's what the haters are, right? Don't form tribes of good men that are good at being men. What else did I have on here? They tell you they want you soft and agreeable, but that's really what society, and that's what, yeah, okay. So that's the other point that I want to talk about. Society wants to imply to us men that soft, agreeable, humble um, guys are valued. And it's not true. This is the build a better beta plan. This is, that's all it is. Like, you're not what society truly values. They're lying to you. What happened a few years ago during the scandemic? 75% of the population did what they told us to do. Stand on dots, wear your face diapers, take this experimental jab. I heard some stories during that time. I'm gonna share one with you right now, interesting one. Dude was telling me that a friend of his, so this friend of mine didn't go and take what they told him to do. He was one of the outsiders, he was an us. Used some critical thinking and said, that happened really fast don't really need it survival rates super high i don't think they you know they can develop something this this quickly is going to be effective and it's gene altering so i'm going to pass he's having a conversation with one of his buddies he's telling me and he goes his buddy had the same initial thought but his girlfriend because as women do you know they're you know they're sheep thinkers they kind of roll with the tribe oh everybody else does it so let's go get it you know it's not safe out there the only person that still wears a mask that I've seen out in, in public at, uh, or like even at my gym, like I saw this the other day, is a, a chick. You know, she's like this middle-aged chick. You can tell she's like, she kind of smells like cat piss, you know, sort of thing. She's wearing a mask. Like, like the group think is very, very strong. And this friend of mine is telling me this guy was persuaded to get the experimental beer bug jab. Uh, because his girlfriend said, if you don't take it, I'm never going to blow you again. And offered to give him a BJ in exchange for getting the experimental jab. Isn't that hilarious? This is, this is where men have gotten today. They're not able to put their foot down and say, no, I'm not doing it. Oh, like I have to give up my values and my core 
for BJ? Like, are you serious? I, I can't even fathom doing that. I know the guys that I roll with in my circle can't even fathom doing something like that. But these stories that I keep hearing, they, you know, they're just more and more common. Stop it, guys. It's incumbent upon you to become a man, to do the work, to lift yourself up. Nobody is going to lift you up. People don't give a fuck about men. They don't. Nobody gave a fuck about me. Not a single person gave a flying fuck. Even my parents and some of the advice that they gave me was dog shit. I had to go out and figure it out for myself. I had to look around and be like, who's successful? Okay. What do successful people do? I'm going to do what successful people do. Where are the guys that are getting the girls? Okay. I see the guys getting the girls and what they're doing. I'm going to do what the guys that are getting the girls as well. Oh, look at these people with exotic cars. How did they get exotic cars? I'm going to do the things that the people that got exotic cars did, right? I had to figure all this shit out for myself. The best advice that I got from my parents was so fucking weak. It was, it, it was not very useful to me. I had to go out and find answers, you know, for myself. And there was no YouTube. There was no internet. There was no podcast. There was books. Thankfully, you know, I was able to go and figure out, well, Richard Branson built a great empire with Virgin. How did he do it? Oh, look, he's got a biography. Oh, look, he's got three books. Guess what I'm fucking reading for the next couple of months, right? This is what problem solvers do. This is what guys that have a strong yearning desire to make something out of themselves do. They don't sit around and go, well, I'm not going to do it because women suck. I have to work twice as hard to get a woman that's half as good as today. It's what my grandfather got. This sucks. With some fucking cartoon character and their social media av avatar like they're a fucking superhero. Give me a fucking break. Another note here, family and friends will derail you. So I just talked about that a little bit. Some of them will tell you that some of these pursuits are not healthy. You know, they're going to say, just get a job. You know, why don't you just get a job? Like, why are you trying to start up a business? Just, just go get a job. You know, there's a good career. Like, look at so-and-so, you know, they've been working for the government for 40 years and they have a pension. I could not, you could not pay me enough fucking money to sell my soul and go do some government dog shit. You could not. Today, uh, forget it for fucking get, I'll, I'll take everything I have. I'll put it on my fucking ledger. I'll hop on a plane and I'll go live on a fucking beach in Thailand. Fuck that. I would never do that. But family and friends will tell you to do that. Don't try to start up a business. It's too risky. That guy, Rich Cooper is lucky because his debt settlement business, you know, covered. I'm not fucking lucky. I did the fucking work and I figured it out. Is there an element of luck involved in every man's life? Sure. Is there some timing that's required? Sure. Of course. But there's no fucking guy. Like, lucky is winning the lottery. And the vast majority of guys out there that win the lottery, they win $10 million, they're broke within fucking years. They blow it on dog shit. They don't fucking know anything. Right? That's, that's what lucky gets you. It gets you a, oh, I rolled the dice and I got a, a check for the Ontario Lottery and Gaming Commission for 7823 You're fucking broke three years later. You know, you quit your job, you go and spend it all on dumb shit and give it away on dumb shit and don't know how to invest it because you're dumb shit. 
And then you're broke three years later and you have to go back and get a job. J-O-B, just over broke. That's what it stands for. So family and friends will tell you that some of your pursuits and some of these ideas that I even talk about are bad ideas. Uh, society wants better betas. I've already covered that. Stop listening to, yeah, that's the other thing is stop listening to people you wouldn't trade lives with. I mean, you, you're getting advice from people out there that are saying, don't try, don't go to an, you know, don't go to a fight gym. Don't learn how to fight. You, you know, you're going to break your nose. You're going to look ugly or some shit like that. They want better betas. You know, like, are you going to trade your life with somebody that's a fat, weak, incompetent, broke loser. Look at me. I've got a government pension. whoop de fucking do What's that doing for you? How's your life compared to what I'm doing here? Listen to people that you would trade your life with. Honestly, find, find people. And I don't even care if it's not me. Find people that you admire. Find out how they did what they did. Ask them fucking questions. Become a servant to them if you have to right? You know, offer your services for free. I'll work for you for free. What, what's it going to take? The, the funny ones that make me laugh, you know, like every once in a while, I get these dudes that'll, that'll message me or DM me. It's like, Rich, I want you to show me how to become a millionaire and I'm going to give you half of my money. Why the fuck would I do all the work for you and only get half of the money? Like people don't hear like shortcuts. This is what dudes want. They want shortcuts. Rich, walk me through it, hold my hand, do everything with me, and I'll give you half the money. Like, do you fucking even read these DMs and emails before you send them? Listen to people that you would trade your life with. Listen to people that are doing what, what it is that you want to do. Pay attention to them. Read their books. Read their biographies. Watch their videos. Read their, listen to their podcasts interviews, do whatever it is that it, it takes, right? Society wants to enforce helplessness, especially with men. It's easy for society to enforce helplessness with women and those that are weaker and softer and younger, or even elders. It's easy to enforce victimhood and victim mindset. Oh, the reason why, you know, your life sucks and you can't afford to pay your rent is because of the patriarchy. Oh, here we fucking go. Got to find an enemy. It's got to be men, right? like straight white men today are not valued the way they used to be. When there's a fucking war and you got to invade the beaches of Normandy and get rid of the Germans, that's when they like you. That's when they like the straight white men. Throw down your lives and come and fight. Take fucking bullets up the ass from these guys over here so, you know, we can we can twist policies and stuff like that. They manufacture these wars now today, these proxy wars. They're, you know, there's two of them going on right now. You got this clown... Zelensky, how much money has he extracted from taxpayers in the West? This dancing clown. Again, society wants enforced helplessness. Everything that comes at you, every form of media that you're going to come across, has an element of it baked into it. I, I mean, I'd even venture as far to say that I've probably, at some point, I think if you look through 1400 to like 2000, you know, of my videos, I bet somewhere you're going to find a little soundbite somewhere, somehow where, where it might sound like enforced helplessness. But I think the vast majority of my shit is ownership, man. Take a look in the mirror, 
own your fucking shit, do the work, lift the weights, be influential, surround yourself with good men that are good at being men, be competent, learn skills. Being a victim is way easier. And there's a lot of dudes out there today, males, not men, there's males today that behave like hurt kids. The idiots are taking over and men are listening to them. Okay. There's a, uh, look at this, something else on social media that I came across today. hundred billion Zelensky has leached from the West. I wouldn't be surprised if it's more. And how much of that, and there's, and there's graveyards filled with young men today because of this fucking asshole. Here it is. Check this out. Saw this uh, on Twitter earlier today. Share screen. I don't even need to play the audio because it's just like I'm not even going to fucking share it. But look at this. This is a San Francisco board meeting. And look who's, look who's in it. Here, let me just go bigger. This is a board meeting. Look at this. Play, play it right from the start. Let's do this in slow motion even. So you guys can see the code in the matrix here. These are the people that want to make decisions. This is a board meeting. Take a look around. Who's in this room? There's this beta looking male over here with a mask. Another guy over here. Loads and loads of women. Purple, pink haired over here. Man bun dude over here. All fat, all out of shape. They all look like low T beta males. These are the people that, that, are, that are softening the fabric of society. These are the people that want to make decisions. These are the people that want to impose their virtues and their rules upon you. And you don't need to do it. You still have, as long as you have air in your lungs and you're six feet above ground, because when you die, they bury you six feet under. As long as you're above ground, you have air in your lungs, you have the opportunity to take your life in any direction you want. You don't have, like, people tell me all the time, Rich, you should do this. Even in family and friends, Rich, you should do this. You should, you know, there's some things in your messaging that I don't agree with and I would, and I just nod my head and I keep doing what the fuck I'm doing anyway, because I don't give a fuck. Read the chapter in my book about managing your fucks. If you've forgotten about it, return to it. The second edition is out. It's fully updated and the better version, if I'm being honest, because my editor put his two cents in on top of the extra like 40, 50 pages that I added into it. Check it out. Let me just go here to the, the chat real quick before we take some call-ins. Um, I'm done my rant. Rant over. Soapbox done. Let's take some call-ins. Let's take some call-ins. All right, let me grab the link over here. Um, invite, copy, and call. Oh, yeah. And, and ask a queue. And I'll only pin that to the live chat on YouTube. You guys have to head over to YouTube if you're not there. Just, what the hell, just get over there. Hit it. Um, and let me put this in all the chat. So if you're watching this elsewhere, this is the YouTube link. Um, Rich, did you see the app which fakes an Instagram live to make you look highly popular? Yeah, I saw that as well. So <laughs> this is fucking hilarious because there's a there's an app that you can get. Paul Joseph Watson did a video on this as well. So I can't remember what it's called, but you go to his YouTube channel, you can find it. 
we were talking about it in my uh, in my private chat with my boys this morning. But you you can add an app to your phone, and then you can set how many live viewers you've got. And this guy is essentially doing an experiment. He's like forty two thousand live viewers, and he'll be at a pool party in Vegas, and he'll start talking to girls and be like, "Who are you? What do you want?" And then they look at the screen and they see the chat going because it's fake. It's fake comments. It's an AI that leaves fake comments in there, and then it's like forty two thousand. Like. <gasps> 40, wow, you're popular. And they start doing like duck faces and hand under chin, like this kind of shit. And, and it's like, these guys are going around fooling women to think that like status has a lot of gravity. It, it pulls women like crazy, right? So, I mean, the angle is feel better about yourself and make it seem like you've got a lot more people watching your stuff than you actually do. Um, and these guys are using it when they're going out in social events at pool parties and nightclubs and stuff like that. And, and women are falling for it. I wouldn't be surprised if, um, you know, the pickup artist community will start using it as a way to demonstrate higher value, right? DHV is, you know, one of their acronyms, demonstrate higher value, which will work. You'll probably get laid if you're lucky. But once she realizes that you're driving a 15 year old busted ass Toyota Camry, that's a hand-me-down um, and living in your mom's basement, you probably never see or hear from her again, right? Fool me once. All right. Um, okay, the link is in the live chat if you guys want to ask any question. Um, why is it not letting me pin this? Come on, YouTube. No. Come on. I'm crying out loud. Any other one I can, but that one. Okay, it doesn't matter. Anyway, it's in a live chat on YouTube. So click that. Let's do some call-ins, and then we'll get to the uh, to the wrap-up. And let's run the ad, ad reel. I'll be right back in like one minute. Here we go. This episode is brought to you by the Unplugged Alpha Supplements and Grondike Soap Company. Brothers, if you're like me and you take what you put in your body seriously, you'll want to use the Unplugged Alpha Supplements. An obsession with absorption is what sets this line apart from the others. You want to make sure that you absorb as much of the supplements as possible so you don't end up peeing out expensive urine. My supplement line is made in the United States from the highest quality domestic ingredients. And unlike cheaper supplements from China and plastic bottles, Mine ship in dark glass bottles to keep your supplements fresher, longer, and won't seep endocrine disrupting plastics into your supplements. Nothing is a hard tablet. Everything is in an easily digestible, bioavailable capsule. You can filter all products by various categories, including testosterone support, estrogen metabolism, fat burning, immune health, sleep support, and performance. Visit theunpluggedalpha.com forward slash shop and use the subscribe and save option to get 10% off your supplement orders or use coupon code alpha10 for 10% off a one-time order to try it out. Then I use tactical soap and God of War beard oil every day. Tactical soap is a handmade product made in the United States from ingredients you can actually pronounce, not conventional endocrine lowering toiletry chemicals. Both the soap and the beard oils are infused with bioidentical pheromones that are designed by a clinical psychologist and pheromone expert to maximize attractiveness to the opposite sex. Go visit coopersoap.com and get 10% off your order today. Guys, check out my website at richcooper.ca for more information on booking me for coaching, my community, my courses, and a whole bunch more. You can also find all the useful links pinned below in the top YouTube comment of all my videos. Now let's get on with the show. All right. 
So the link's pinned to the top of the live chat on YouTube if you guys want to ask your question. Moffs was telling me that there's a psychologist that wants to debate me or something like that. So where is he? Uh, there's a comment about depression that he wanted to debate me on. It was a reel that I posted on Instagram. Her, I don't, I don't get his name. Oh, there he is. That looks like him right there. Hi. There we go. Hi, I'm hearing you double. Hi. Sorry, I can barely hear you. Can you give me a little more volume? Uh, wait, I have to. I think my airport aren't connected. Every once in a while, I wait, I get a comment from a guy in your uh, field that wants to wants to debate me. So, what do you got for me today, my friend? What did you want to talk about? Oh shit, my iPad froze. Hello. Yep. Hello. Oh, I can no. hear you loud and clear. Can you hear me? Okay, my, my iPad completely froze. That's fine. I can hear yeah, you. Yeah, I can hear you. I have Audio technical difficulties. Okay. Okay. Um, well, um, technically, I just disagree with you in one point with depression because um, okay. I think what you recommended, uh, first of all, let me say uh, I mostly enjoy your content. I even have recommended your book to some of my clients who were struggling with divorce and uh, separation from women also suffering from, we don't say one itis in clinical psychology, but you know what I mean, you know? Uh, What do you guys call it in clinical uh, psychology when it comes to an unhealthy attachment to one person? uh, We say codependence, mostly. Codependency, Uh, okay. Codependence, and it can range from codependence to even a personality disorder. Sometimes okay. even has psychotic uh, elements. Um, um, we, we say in German, Liebeswahn. Uh, it's like uh, being so wrong of love uh, that you just have, a, you know, you just uh, want one person and no one else and you forget everything. And, and this can go into a psychosis. So okay. it's, uh, it's not only... Uh, uh, losers or beta thing it has even pathologies in it okay yeah um, can i can i just play yeah. the reel here that was um the contention yeah, point so just to give you guys a little bit of frame here um and you know the thing with instagram on desktop is it doesn't work quite as well as you'd like but we'll, we're going to make it work here Okay, so we've got that, and I think it was this reel over here, which I'm hoping you guys can hear. Actually, I don't think I did the audio share. Hold on a second. Share screen, share audio tab, Instagram. There we go. Okay, so it's this one over here, yeah? Deal with depression symptoms, Miguel. Get a gym membership, go to the gym, pick up heavy shit, put it down. When you're done, go sit in the sauna and sweat for 25 minutes. When you're done that, go to a dojo and sign up for some striking classes, for kickboxing, for boxing, and then do some striking. There's nobody that I know that lifts weights or goes to a dojo and fights that's depressed. It's only people that sit around letting the news feed them, all these distractions. Okay. So that was... Yeah. That was a real, and I think you said something along the lines that you disagree with me, that you wanted to debate me on it. So what was the disagreement that you had? Uh, the disagreement, I'm not only a psychologist, I, speci- I specialize in criminal psychology and in mm-hmm. clinical psychology. So I have 
dealt with offenders in prison and uh, also like in, in the private practice. Um, and I'm also a medical student, so I'm trying to become a good doctor. And um, uh, also work for the UN and terror prevention and stuff like that. So I've seen a lot of things, war victims and stuff like that. Um, but, but let's go from the normal person. I had a lot of clients who were shredded, going to the gym, you know, doing all these things, but um, have suffered from a depression. And uh, there's also what you are suggesting, you know, from your rec recommendation, I think it would be uh, applicable to everything coming down from, sadma uh, from sadness, uh, feeling down for a long period of time or being heartbroken. I think this is the best recommendation that someone can even get in, in that time. Because there are also studies who prove that you get over it faster, you know, and uh, your recommendations also target, you know, vitamin D, stuff like that, going to the sun, sunlight, everything which helps you get over uh, a long, sad or loneliness or lost face. Um, but so I'm hearing the, agreement, not disagreement. Yeah, in that we are in agreement. But, okay. you know, from a clinical depression, um, and I was thinking that you meant meant uh, clinical depression there's a normal depression uh, middle depression and major depression and mm -hmm. with major depression uh, we have now uh, studies in germany at my university where we know there are biological disorders responsible for it and to name one there is a thyroid disease uh, called hashimoto you know um, whatever you do even psychotherapy won't help because you need to go to a doctor and get the hormones for the thyroid in order to get loose of your depression. And in, some, uh, uh, and in some cases, even mitochondria can be responsible for it or uh, some other neurological disorders we are feeling. Okay, the boys comes in. <laughs> Sorry? Yeah, yeah. So um, that, that one uh, depicts because not every depression, I wish, you know, I wish if, if your recommendation was the recipe for treating every kind of depression, I would be, you know, psychologists would be po uh, possibly out of business, but also happy, you know, so, <laughs> because it's... So for way. the vast majority of guys, though, lifting weights, joining a dojo, becoming yeah. competent, making serious money would solve most of the shit feelings that they're feeling in life, right? Yes, yes. And I'm that's what I'm talking all... about, though. I mean, like you're talking yeah, yeah. about an exception to the rule, but an exception to the rule doesn't disprove the rule, right? It's just that's that's a common prescription that. So I think that Miguel um, that had left that super chat, he was asking me to read something and he's like, I feel depressed or something like that. It's like, look, dude, anybody that's lifting weight, that's got six pack abs, it's got broad shoulders, it's making money that knows how to fight. I don't know anybody that's depressed. Go do those things, like start there. Now, are there people that might be diagnosed with clinical depression that need your help and guidance and prescriptions and stuff? Sure, but I think the vast majority of guys are too easy to embrace the victim mindset and woe me and what do I do and this sucks and how do I shake this? It's like, don't, don't even talk to me about that stuff if you're not fit. Don't even talk to me about that yeah. stuff if you're not making more money than the average. Like, I would be depressed too if I worked as a Walmart greeter and I was 40 years old. Yeah, certainly, certainly. And I'm also with you. I watched your entire live stream channel with everything you said and the 
very delusional mails you have gotten from certain people. Um, I think for fragility, people are nowadays way more fragile than people in your age, from your generation. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm almost 20 years younger than you. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, I see also with my generation endless fragility, even even in, in, in colleagues, and it's uh, it's it's terrible. But um, and I would also, if one point, I think also if you if you, of course, when you talked about this, I had mm -hmm. Germany in mind, you know, and German mm -hmm. male population, and mm -hmm. in Germany, I don't know if it's from the vaccines or whatever, we have a rising count on medical uh, causes for depression, and people. We Let me ask you a question. I don't know if you've read my book, my friend, have you? I, I have. I have. So there's a chapter that I talk about Next. motorcycles when I had my office above a psychologist's yeah. office for several years. So you know that part. I'm yeah. curious from your perspective in Germany, do you have people that come in talking about depression that drive exotic cars or nice motorcycles? Is it common? Is it very uncommon? Like, what would you say? I, I would say it's split. I had, uh, uh, actually, I have some clients who are millionaires, very wealthy people, very mm -hmm. successful, good looking, you know, all the sixes, they cross mm -hmm. it, you know. Uh, but uh, you have to, some some of them had a, a, a depression uh, uh, for, for quite some time, but uh, it reversed fast, you know, like compared. What's the source of that? What is the source of depression for a successful man? Woman. <laughs> <laughs> what else what else or like so i rest uh, my case <laughs> yeah yeah no yeah it's it's like it's no you you said there's a lot of proof uh, almost everything is true I, I really liked your book and also uh read the books of rollo tomasi which i also enjoyed um a reading and um i like how you guys are doing things um uh, no, it it were women and also loss in family, like father dying, mother dying, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. friend dying, yeah. um, and uh, uh, this is this is like that. But also, I think um, one one aspect uh, which supports is is what you said, like the, the junk feeding of social media. It's like mental fast food. Yeah, the news and all this stuff. Yeah, if you consume it too long or for too long, you, you will get crazy. And uh, some some of the news media papers they're all have also this goal in mind uh, you are maybe. you are preaching to the choir it doesn't sound like we have much of a disagreement i welcome anybody that wants to come in and have this conversation um i'm glad that you're in your profession your field and you're making recommendations outside of like a lot of the problems that i've noticed with people in your uh, field especially in north america the uh, APA, I think, is the uh, guidance or the governing body for most psychologists here will essentially tell guys in your field in North America to treat uh, men's issues as uh, like toxic masculinity, I think, was one of the announcements that they made. So there's, so there's not a lot of good men that are out there in your field. So I'm pleased to hear from you. So thank you for contributing today. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. And Thanks, hope man. I Appreciate it. All right, uh, let's give Victor a shout over here, see what he's got for me. Vic, what's up, buddy? Hey, Rich. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, loud and clear. How you rate the girl who give you the ring? What's that? How you rate the girl which give you the ring on a Christmas? How do you rate a girl that gives you a ring on Christmas? Yeah. What, what ring or, did you get? Or, or a ring. 
Oh, okay. An aura ring. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, she's obviously concerned about you and, you know, offering some value to your life. So that's, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, there's more than just buying you a gift, you know, when it comes <laughs> to rating a woman, of course, I think you know that already because you've been. Yeah, no, uh, no, I know. I actually, it was joke question. Uh, my actual question is, uh, do you have any tips and tricks about auras that I'm not aware yet about because I'm learning as I go, but it's like so much stuff in there. Yeah, that's a good question. There's a lot of data that comes. Did you get the most recent generation that tracks your blood, your uh, blood oxygen? Yeah, 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 I have like blood oxygen while I sleep. What's your um, percentage? It uh, goes from, uh, I only got one night 96, but it's usually 97. And last night uh, I got 98 and a couple nights before. If you're getting anything lower than 98, 97, then you probably have sleep apnea. So if you're seeing nights 96, 95 and lower, it's not very, very accurate for um, blood oxygen. I can tell you that because I have a blood oxygen monitor and I've compared the data on this to the blood oxygen monitor. So when the ring says 97% or lower, it's more like 90%. Like you're not breathing. There's, there's certain times where you're not breathing and, and that's not good. So the first thing I would say is if your blood oxygen monitor is showing 97% uh, or lower from, from time to time, like more than once or twice a week, I would get a sleep study done to see if you've got sleep apnea and you stop breathing. Um, do you ever wake up in the middle of the night get, like gasping for air like, <gasps> like that? Yeah. You've no, never done that I before. Don't. If I that usually... ever happens, it's 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 starting to get too late. That's fucking scary as shit. Like that's yeah. scary. I've I've done that once or twice, and that is not good. So, keep an eye on the blood oxygen is really important. The other thing too is uh, HRV. Do you know what your HRV is? Uh, I can tell you right now. Um, it's on the readiness score right down at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. My uh, other problem is that uh, usually that uh, when I sleep um, I drink a lot of water before I you know go to sleep and yeah, I don't. need to ca catch on it all the time but uh, I drink I like usually go to sleep when I finish driving right away so that's why um, readiness HRV uh, well HRV is right at the bottom yeah yeah today it was 14 14 yeah too low yeah, yesterday it's nineteen. Yesterday was nineteen. Okay, yeah. So if your so if your heart rate variability at your age is is that low, like that's that's an HRV of somebody in their sixties. Yeah. So that's a measure of your stress. You know your ability to recover. Your HRV improves when you exercise more, when you eat better, and when you sleep better. So if you're getting low heart rate variability. Uh, just start doing some Googling, watch some videos on how to improve HRV. Um, it really boils down to diet, sleep, and exercise, and stress management as well. Do you get do you get stressed a lot driving? Uh, while the ring is telling me that I don't get stressed a lot, I usually get engaged. But sometimes it's showing me that I'm stressed without actually being stressed. Like, you know, I just think about something and it's like, cause of stress. It, that's what it could be but uh it's uh yeah it's over the time i was wearing it's 24 23 26. yeah tw like 20 is a super low um what it's usually see. normal uh should be how old are you uh 31. you should probably be in the 40s or 50s at that age okay um what is kind of sleep score do you get off it uh it's where he's uh, first time like yesterday i got crowns? 91. are you getting crowns 
no, 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 no. I, I, it goes between seventy-five to eighty about for the past time. Too long. But I'm carrying it, carrying it for a week, right? Uh, problem is that uh, my girl have a schedule until like midnight, and basically I see her after that, and mm. I'm trying to cut down on that. I try to go to sleep around ten o'clock now. Mm. instead of like 1 or 2 a.m. So I'm still working in that process. But with this job, it's a bit tougher to actually go in proper times because you never know how long you're going to get kept at the border or traffic or all of that stuff, right? What's so, your what's your resting heart rate when you're sleeping? Uh, it's on your sleep see. score. Yeah, let's see. Uh, resting heart rate. Uh, 61. Not bad. Make sure it doesn't go up higher. Like if you start seeing 70s or 80s while you're sleeping, that's yeah. not good. Yeah, sorry. Lowest heart rate, 61. Average, 68. 68. Okay, so that's a little bit higher too. So that's probably why your HRV is not very good, right? You're not getting good good sleep. Like if, like, I get crowns almost every single day, right? Like here's my sleep score over here. I don't know if it'll pick it up on the camera if you can see it. But there's a crown yeah. over there. It's 91, right? So um, total sleep for me is usually averaging seven to eight hours. I'm usually getting close to two hours of deep sleep, which is the which is the restful sleep, which is what your body needs to recover. Yeah. Right? Two hours, oof, you're good at it. <laughs> well, listen, man, it's taken me a lot of work. Like there was times, yeah. I bet if I had a, a sleep tracking device about 10 years ago, they would be brutal. They would be brutal. Like I couldn't sleep straight through the night. I would get up at two, three in the morning. I couldn't fall asleep for a couple hours. Yeah. I wasn't getting more than five or six hours of sleep. Like I've worked hard at it. I've got an entire um, podcast on the Unplugged Alpha where I was talking about improving your sleep. Um, yeah. I would go watch that because it's literally like an hour and a half of me talking and I would just be repeating myself. But you can do a lot of things to improve your sleep, get your HRV up, uh, manage stress, lower your stress. It, it doesn't seem like much when you're 31 because your, like your body can adapt and take a lot of this shit. But as you get older, you have a lessened ability to deal with the stress and the lack of sleep and the, and the shitty HRV and like a racing heart too, right? Like there's a lot of things there that you can fix. Yeah. Uh, my other one is like, uh, what do you keep your um, activity score? Usually like it's how many calories you set in there. Like Yeah, the usually muscle? sets like 450 calories a day for me. And it's pretty easy for me to hit. Like if I go to the gym for an hour and I do a hard workout, that's, that's 400 calories. If I take enough steps in, you know, between, like if I find that I'm inactive, like I'm standing right now, like me even standing, talking, doing a podcast burns, burns calories more than sitting down doing nothing, right? So yeah. I try to move as much as I can. If I'm idle, then I'll get up and I'll go for a stroll. I, you know, I got to get the mail every day. So I go for a stroll to the mailbox sort of thing. Sometimes if I have a coaching call, I'll put my earbuds in, get all dressed up warm and I'll just go for a walk while I'm talking to my clients sort of thing, right? So. Yeah. Like you have to pay attention to the movement shit. And I know you drive a truck. So if you're sitting in the truck and you're just doing this shit all day and just moving your hands, you're not going to get much, you know, in the way of activity. So you got to like you got to take it seriously because when you start making the changes that improve your health and your metrics that are being tracked by the ring, you'll start to notice that you'll be more productive. You'll think clearer. Your sex will be better. You'll sleep better. Like everything's better. Yeah. And uh, my last one, I guess, uh, or I just have a size 13 on a ring mm -hmm. and it's actually blocking my circulation on one finger because I like my hands is a little bit big, I guess, because I'm holding stereo. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Does it count the same if I uh, carry it on the ring finger, I guess? Uh, well, I, I tried to get it for this index finger here. 
but mm -hmm. I couldn't get a size that fit fit comfortably. So I put it on that ring finger there. Yeah. So that's just the finger that it has to live on for me that it's the most comfortable on. So, okay. um, you know, they send you a ring sizing kit so you can try it obviously, you know, before you pick the ring size. Yeah. Um, but if you pick the size that's not comfortable on the finger, then just try moving it onto a different finger. Yeah, but they don't have any anything more than fourteen, uh, than thirteen, right? So that's that's why my problem. I don't comes know. In. The, like, <laughs> I had the I had the second largest ring that I had to pick. A buddy of mine, he's actually going to be at the conference next week. He's going to be you know speaking with me about health and wellness and sex performance and muscle building and fat burning. So George will be there. His hand is so fucking big. He has the largest ring and it only fits on his pinky finger. Oh, really? <laughs> right. So you just have to find a spot to, you know, for it to sit comfortably, right? Like it shouldn't slide over your knuckle easily. Yeah. Like you have to kind of like work it out a bit, but it should be snug enough so that those sensors on the bottom have contact with your skin. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. All right. uh, yeah, that's all good. Thank okay, you. Man. See you, brother. All right. Um, yeah, nobody's ever been depressed when they're getting laid. Um, true story. <laughs> you know, I've always said that, like, I've never seen a guy crying in a Lambo. Or I've never seen a guy depressed that's, you know, got money and got nice things and cool friends and beautiful women. You know, the psychologist was like, basically, these, even these successful guys, the reason why they end up in a state of depression is because of women. And it's not because of women. It's because of the beliefs that they hold as far as what works with men and women. And they subscribe to them, they get drunk on the Kool-Aid, and then they just sort of operate in their life, making money. Like I know lots of very, very successful, like wealthy beta males, plugged in beta males. I know lots of them. Um, you know, they've been divorced, they've been taken, you know, for a ride through the ringer, they've been cheated on. Um, money is not a money doesn't solve plugged in beta. It doesn't. Um, you still have work to do on yourself and you still have ownership to take in different areas of your life, but it is what it is, man. All right. Um, I'm gonna wrap it up on that note. I think it's, uh, I think it's great. Had a great session today. That's, that's my rant. You guys leave some comments below. Let me know what you think. Get mad, get mad at me, <laughs> get mad at me and then go do the fucking work. How's that? Um, Straight up, man. All right. You guys have a uh, great rest of your day. Uh, Moff will be on tomorrow with Moffis Hours. And uh, we've got Ladies Night, of course, on uh, Mondays at 8 p.m. So it's filled the slot of the Unplugged Alpha. But I think this, for me, is the best slot. Uh, I'm having a much better time having these conversations at this time of day. It's just like we have a circadian rhythm, right? And there's a time of the day when you're most productive. And I know during the day is when I'm most focused and productive and thoughtful. So that's, uh, you know, that's good for me. That's good for the show. Anyway, we'll see you guys later. Here's the podcast outro. All right, guys, if you enjoyed that podcast, make sure you visit my website at richcooper.ca to learn more about my courses, my book, The Unplugged Alpha Community, or booking me for private coaching. Also, if you are a Canadian with $15,000 or more of credit card debt, and what you are doing right now isn't paying off the balances, then visit totaldebtfreedom.ca and hit get a free quote to see if you qualify to settle your credit card debt for less than you owe today over the next 48 months. Make sure you check out the top